Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, more younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Hi Maureen. Hello love. How are you? All right my eczema's getting a bit better. Genuinely your eczema is so much better it's like it's like a different level. It is. You look yeah. you look human again. Yeah your face is like a real color like a skin color now. I mean, I have got makeup on it, but yeah, I mean, there's still, it's still eczema there, but it's not as bad. And elsewhere, no. elsewhere it's a lot better as well. I had to buy some expensive cream at the weekend from the Chinese guy, but uh, it did work really well, actually. Oh, did it? I was yeah. going to say, don't go berserk because they will, they will upsell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was, it was actually quite good. So uh, yeah, but also I had an interesting week because I went to Belgium. Oh, oh yes. You went to Antwerp, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and it, obviously, lucky Maureen, I, it was the day of the tube strike. So I had to get the night bus, the last possible night bus to... To Saint, Antwerp? No, to St Pancras to get the Eurostar. Um, so I was Not there... Not a cab, Maureen? Uh, that was there at five o'clock in the morning for an, a quarter past eight train. Yeah, but why Why not a taxi, Maureen? Why, why, would why you not... don't you just get a taxi? It costs a fortune from where I live. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolute fortune. No, definitely get there three hours earlier on the bus. <laughs> we're all grown-ups, Maureen. I mean, we're all making money. Just invest in you. Mm-hmm. That's all no, I'm saying. No, it's an absolute fortune. No. And then I'd be no, worried about it not turning you. up, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Um, but I have... It's not like there'd be traffic at 5am, so no. the journey wouldn't be ages. It would be quick. You wouldn't no, be it wouldn't spending be. No, because I live quite far away from King's Cross. You do. You do live quite far away, but I live quite far away from lots of places and I, I cab it, love. I cab it. But anyway, you got there. I still don't quite understand why you got there three hours before. Because I had to get the the last night bus got me there at five o'clock. There was no other night bus. And if I took an, if I took an ordinary bus, I'd have to change buses. Changing buses during a strike in London is a very bad idea because you can't get on the second bus. I was going to say, what I do, still don't understand because buses run 24 hours, don't they? Yeah, but you've got to, ch- anyway, had to change. Anyway, but you've got to get a different bus. You had to change. You had to change bus, so better to get up three hours before you need to be there. I yeah, understand. because I might not get on the second bus if I left later. Right. Yeah. Because it's a strike. What about the third or fourth bus? 
I mean, the bus is coming for five. More in no, I th- there is no, no you've logic never, to this. You've n- no, in London, you can't. You've never get on been buses. on a bus. I lived in a London for five years. During strikes, you can't get on buses. They're always rammed. Packed. Right. Okay. 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 Fine. 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 So you arrived at St Pancras three hours before. And what did you do with your time, Maureen? Um, what did I do with my time? I read my book. There we go. Good. I was going to say, Knitting did you knit? is a very good way of, of yeah. moving time. Yeah. But I have to say, I think I've decided that when I go abroad, I mean, as much as this is a lovely gig, it's a really one of the best in Europe, it's so knackering when you go there one day and then come oh. back the next. So I think next time I'm going to make sure that I spend a couple of days, which is my original plan, just make it a little holiday. Yeah, I And agree. then you're not too knackered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It is really tiring because also you don't see anything, do you? I mean, you, nope. turn, you turn up... You turn up in the middle of the afternoon, then and then the gig is. Uh, you got to be at the gig early evening, and then and then you leave the next just, day. You just What's sleep when you get to the hotel. Um, no <laughs> then point. you have to go through your set to make sure it's not too British. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know. I, I was gigging with Christian Shortelow, which is one of the reasons I did the gig because I hadn't gigged with him for ages. And then he he got he got stuck on a train. He was he was delayed by four hours. Oh, oh this sounds horrendous. Uh, yeah, I mean, none none of that sounds fun, Maureen. But I have to say, we found a really nice restaurant called uh, the White. I think it's Rook de Vita Raff, just on the main square in in Antwerp, and it's it was absolutely gorgeous. The food was divine, really well presented. Even you two would like it. I mean, I'm not bothered about well presented food, as you know. I, mean, I think I'm going to shit it out the same. It doesn't really matter. Just bung it on the plate. It's not really but how this people place, think about food, but okay. Well, that's how I think about it. But this but, place, even <laughs> I thought. What do you know what I mean? It's like putting some little plant on top of the I know what you mean, Green. It's not that you don't... You want it to look edible, but you don't care if it's all kind of florid and and sort of... Yeah, yeah, I get it. And it's served on a a fucking baked turnip or something. You want it on a plate and it doesn't matter how it comes. Right, good. Gotcha. But this food was, honestly, it was absolutely lovely. So it's De Vita Ruff, I think it's... De Vita Ruff. And that's if you're in Antwerp, which is a a really great city, actually. It's not... It's not. I don't think it's one of the most popular European destinations, but I've been a few times. It's, It's... a great city. It's a really nice little city. Yeah, lots of um, nice restaurants and cafes and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's nice to mooch about, isn't it, in Antwerp, if you get a bit of time? Yeah, um, that's going to be my Be More Mooring moment this week. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> the mooching about. Yes, with Christian. Christian okay. Shortelow gets involved in this Be More Mooring moment this week. Oh, I love that you say his full name every time you say his name. You go Christian. Christian Shortelow. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Every time you do it. <laughs> He gets a lot of mentions on this podcast, actually. He does. Given that he's never listened. Well, we can't wait to hear about you and Christian, and I'm glad you had a good time in Antwerp, albeit for... I think you probably spent longer in St Pancras Station than you spent in Antwerp, <laughs> or in, but um, it, it's good that you got there. I'm glad you got there in one piece. Um, and it, you're right, it's a lovely gig, so what the hell. Next time, go for a couple of days, you're right. Yes. Um, Alison, what have you been up to? Well, uh, I'm still in Toronto, which is great. Great. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, and I was in a little city this weekend called Oshawa, which is about 45 minutes outside of Toronto. They call it the Schwa. The Schwa. And okay. uh, it look, it doesn't have the best reputation, all right? It's never had the best reputation. It's kind of like you know, a little rough around the edges. And it was funny because I thought, well, I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to judge it on its past rep. So I asked someone in the audience on the Friday night before I did the show, I go, hey, what's going on in Oshawa? Like, what is Oshawa known (laughs) for now? Okay, this is a resident of Oshawa. And she went like this, "Um, druggies? (laughs) (laughs) 
sugar. Uh, druggies. I was like, great, oh, nothing's okay. changed in the schwa. Okay, yeah, great. So two shows in Oshawa, which is great. Druggies. Um, and on the Friday night, uh, the show was great, doing a show. And then I said, uh, you know, sometimes I run into people from my past, but I'm not too worried about that in Oshawa. I'm from Calgary. They are like, our, like you have to fly. Yeah. And some guy puts up his hand. What? And stands up in the middle of the show and goes, actually, um, Miss Smith, I'm one of your former students from Calgary. No! Um, yeah, yeah! He's a flight attendant, and he was in Oshawa for some reason and saw that I was there and came to the show. And he was, like, telling the audience, he's like, she used to be the best substitute teacher. Uh, she used to test out our jokes on us. Uh, she swore a bit, so we really liked her. I was like, oh, no, don't, 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 don't tell them the people <laughs> I swore in front of high school students. I can't imagine you swearing in front of, t- of, front of students, Alison. You're far too, like... You take your you take your you take your job seriously. That's something I'd do. I'd get sacked in the first five minutes. Yeah. So it was it was lovely. It was lovely. Uh, it was it was a lovely time. It was a lovely time. What about you, Jen? What went on with your week this week? Well, so I went to see Lizzo. Oh, oh yes. What was that like? Oh my god! Like again, we had the kind of seats that Maureen would have picked. Um, <laughs> Nosebleeds. <laughs> like, uh, 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 bring me some oxygen. And look, pro- look, they were not the worst seats in the O2. The O2 is not the best place to go and see anyone. It's just not. But um, when you're Lizzo, you can't be doing like 600 dates at the fucking, uh, I don't know, Brixton Academy. You've got to do one date or two dates at the O2 and get all your fans in at once. And that's what you've got to do. The woman's busy. It was. She was so good. I. I don't. I think there's very few people that can play that venue, and you can feel like a, like a solo artist, and you can feel like they fill the room that they've that 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 they perform and they use the whole space, and that they're that you're entertained. I just. I was like really. I really just fell in love with her even more watching it. She was absolutely brilliant, and and we were to put it mildly. Uh, about three and a half miles away from her. But um, <laughs> it was really good. Um, but where we were up in the gods, we still we were like right opposite, the, sort of right to the side of the, the stage. So we got really good view, but albeit we were miles away. But yeah, she was brilliant. She was absolutely fantastic. And then, and, and I also forgot that the week before that, and I don't, I don't think I mentioned that this in last week's show, is I, I saw Self-Esteem play at uh, i don't know if you guys are know about self-esteem or you know nothing i feel i know them because i think you have mentioned it's a theme it's it's a woman yeah so um uh and she i think she used to be in slow club years ago i actually saw her at latitude she was a solo artist but she i don't think she was known as self-esteem then i think she was just known as her name um rebecca um taylor anyway her show at the dome in brighton was also absolutely amazing i went with chloe and a bunch of mates and we had such a great time like she was like just fucking brilliant like you know someone's just great you know when people are just great performers and they she put on a show she had dances ah and i love her music anyway and um we bumped into loads of people we know down there we went with susie ruffle and her wife alice and we had yeah we had an absolute barnstorming time it was brilliant so i've seen Normally, I've got nothing to say, have I? But I just, I just realised that two weeks in a row, I've gone to see two absolutely fantastic female performers, uh, Self Esteem and Lizzo. They were, oh my god, 
amazing. I just, I just sometimes when you go and see people like that, you're like, why does anyone go and watch comedians? Do you know what I mean? Don't say that, Jen. This is very exciting. <laughs> because I want to laugh. Truthfully, why would you go when you can go and see a show? Do you know what I mean? It's a lot cheaper. I tell you what I don't understand is anyone watching stand-up comedy at the O2. What a disappointing experience. At least with Lizzo. There's dances. She's changing costumes. She's coming out of the flipping... She's coming up through the stage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like... It's a theatrical it's performance. There's, there's yeah. like lights and... Spectacle. She's playing the flute. <sighs> Can you imagine going to the O2 to watch a person talk? How awful. Can we please keep this clip for the day that Jen plays yeah. the O2? And uh, then can we... <laughs> I'm not playing the O2. Abs- well, one, I couldn't feel the O2 if my life depended on it. And two, um, it's it, if I did... Okay, here's what I was thinking. If I did, I couldn't just do it on my own. I would have to have like some sort of cabaret spectacle thing happening. So do a bit of stand-up, then someone comes on and there's a little bit of something else going on and something else happens and then maybe invite some friends on to do a little bit of stand-up. But just me, (laughs) moaning onto a microphone. Oh, no. (laughs) No, come on. Anyway, so I've had quite an exciting week given that... um, Still lots of just bobbing about, though. No, 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 no downtime. I just, ugh. do you know what I mean? Lots of running around. But anyway, th- got to see Lizzo. Absolutely outstanding. And that was my week. Mm. Amazing. Anyway, we've all had weeks as usual. Let's go over to Maureen. Can't wait to find out what happened in Antwerp with Christian Schulterloo. I messaged Jen. I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> You can't make this shit up, can you? (laughs) It's fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No. You wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. So what happened was, the next day, uh, me and Christian, we like to do arty stuff. He wanted to go and see an art gallery, but I just wasn't in the mood. I was very tired. And so we decided to go on a boat trip. And we thought, that'd be cool, you know, it'd be different, see Antwerp differently by boat. That'd be quite nice. So we went down, waited half an hour for this boat. And weirdly, neither of us kind of factored in the fact that no tourists were there because normally when you do boat trips in cities it's full of tourists isn't it it's not full of the locals nor do we factor in that Antwerp doesn't have canals it's not like Bruges or Amsterdam and doesn't straddle a river like London does it's 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 by a river anyway we get on and think oh we take the longest route we're going to go an hour there an hour back I think this is going to be brilliant see Antwerp by boat it's only six euros and then we realise basically what we're doing is it's a boat for mainly factory workers to go to all the factories that are on the side of the river. <laughs> so basically all we're getting to see are industrial complexes, factories, <laughs> refineries. I think we go past one of the two nuclear reactors that uh, uh, Belgium has. And then for the first half an hour, we find this hilarious, right? Because <laughs> all we're seeing is one factory after the other. And then after about half an hour, it gets a bit boring. So, so we said to the guy, can we, can, can we get off? Because we've got another half an hour to go. And he goes, well, when you get to Lilo, Lilo, whatever, it's really nice then. He went, yeah, but we'd have to wait another half an hour for the boat. Then it's going to be another hour to go back. I mean, you know, it can't be that nice. So then he drop, drops us at this jetty. We're in this jetty in the middle of the river going, God, I hope there's a boat that's taking us back to Antwerp. Because we're stuck on this middle of the river. Anyway, we get in. We're the only tourists there. It's everyone who's just obviously finished from a factory. It's all factory workers with their bicycles. 
And the woman goes, oh, but you've got off front wrongs. This is not the stop. You were meant to get off it. And we went, yeah, you know, can you just let us throw you in? Because we can't. And she's just laughing. She's like, yeah, just go on. And then it turns out the, the, the guy had bought, had got, he said, he'd sold me a ticket to Lilo and sold Christian a ticket to somewhere else. So we weren't even going to the same stop. What? I don't know what happened. He was going, he, he, he'd got a ticket for the stop before the one I was going to. Anyway, we had to come back, obviously, past all the factories that we just spent. <laughs> so basically, our sightseeing tour of Antwerp was basically watching the factories uh, along the riverside uh, of Antwerp. And I have to, I've checked; it's not in one of the top ten things to see in Antwerp. I've looked at various lists; <laughs> <coughs> it's not included. Um, Maureen, I'm just gonna uh, rewind a little bit. So mm. just because I just want to understand the geography. Yeah. So you were saying that Antwerp doesn't have any canals. And it doesn't have a river that runs through the city and out to. Um, what, what is this river? It's, it's by the river. It's by the river. It's, it doesn't really straddle the river like it like London does. So if you go down the Thames, you've got you've got sights to see on both sides. But this boat just basically takes you away from the city, and it's just you're going out, and it's just it's just factories and I think a nuclear power plant as well was one of the buildings. Right. <laughs> I was just trying to understand that it doesn't go mm. through Antwerp. So you're not seeing Antwerp. Antwerp. You're just going out of Antwerp. Great. Great. Through the industrial heartland round Antwerp. What what made you um what made you take the trip to the nuclear reactor? Well Nigel, who runs the gig in Antwerp, said, Oh and I think he might have been joking, why don't you take a boat trip? And we thought, Oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, I've done boat trips in, in Antwerp and Gothenburg and Amsterdam. They're lovely. Um Antwerp, not so much. Oh. But, I love that you did the equivalent of basically you rode the bus to people's work with them is essentially what you did it would be like if you got on the bus route in the morning and just followed people to work yeah we were the only tourists i mean the, the woman on the boat back to antwerp was just killing herself laughing we just said don't make us go all the way to lilo <laughs> and what did the chap who sold you the tickets what did he think you were doing I don't know. Perhaps he thought we were just going to Lilo to see. There's a fort there, apparently. Perhaps he thought we were into forts. Well, he didn't I mean, think Christian was because he only thought you were going. <laughs> but, you know, they're not going to interrogate you. You just say, can I have a return ticket, don't you? True. They don't go, why are you taking, why, 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 why are you going here? Well, Anyways. if I saw tour tourists hop on a boat to a couple of factories, I'd go, are you, what, do you work? What are you doing? Anyway, well done, uh, Maureen. That's, um. I tell you what I love about that particular Beemore Morning moment is that you shared it with Christian Schulter Lowe. He's German, so he should know better. He, exactly. You weren't alone in this um, endeavour. Somebody nope. should have been there to guide you away from the boat, but in fact, egged you on and joined you. <laughs> So it's not your fault, Maureen. Uh, any one of us would have done the same thing in the same situation. Of course, it was you, as it always is. Um, <laughs> what, what did you think of the factories? Um, not much. Really not much. I'll put some clips up. I mean, we were we did a little running commentary. I mean, the worst thing is we waited because we just missed one. We waited half an hour. You waited half, half an hour to, to see the local nuclear hour. reactor. <laughs> <laughs> and then we almost got on the wrong boat, and then we were about to run on it, and then he went, "Oh no, we just go across the other side of the river." In fact, that would have been the better option in, in hindsight. But yeah, we waited half an hour to go on a boat to see factories. Oh, well done, Maureen. I'm grateful for these experiences. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And actually, this has been a, a refreshing one in a, lots of ways because as as I was asking the questions, you were replying, and they all seemed they all seemed very reasonable. It's almost mm-hmm. not a Beam or Maureen moment, but it still is because of, of what happened. 
Well done, Maureen, for your... The outcome. <laughs> the, uh, the outcome is, I mean, I, I probably because I wouldn't have gone on a boat trip anywhere, but, um, uh, but Maureen, you, you're always ever the explorer when you go uh, from city to city. You, you, take, you, take, you take chances, you take opportunities, and this one turned out to be awful. Well done. And now it's time to turn over to the big A, the AJS, <laughs> the Alison June Smith. And it's time to <laughs> ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. I ain't using it. I like that I've been called the big A. Uh, I'm into that. The big A. I think we should. Um, I think that should be uh, something that we start using now. The big A. The big A. Uh, we should get. We should get merch with the big A on it. <laughs> and uh, we've, got, we've got the big A, the 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 bloody big M, and well, we've got this J, J in the, J in the corner. Okay, carry on, Alison. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, well, this one. Hey, look, this one. Thank you for sharing. I really enjoy it. Uh, I don't think we've had anything about this, so I'm I'm really pleased. Here is a wedding invite dilemma, everyone. Which uh, I don't think we've talked a lot about invites to things. Uh, well, no, we did actually last week. Invited for Christmas. So yeah. we're continuing on yeah, yes. with how to uh, the same thing. To get rid of. Yeah, yeah, we're sticking with the same thing, but this is a wedding, which is very interesting. So here we go. For a year, I lived with three other people. Two of them were in a long-term relationship. A few years passed and we moved out and they got engaged. Now the wedding's coming up. They didn't invite me, but did invite the other one we lived with. In brackets, to be fair, the bride knew him longer than me. But his plus one fell through and they half invited me with a couple of weeks to go, but only as his plus one. Would you go? Okay, here's the thing. Would I go? Well, I guess it would depend on do I want to go? What is my calendar like? Am I busy? Look, to me, it kind of sounds like a last minute wedding invite. So would I go? It would depend on a lot of factors. Um, You know, do I want to spend the money? Do I have the money? Because let's be honest, a wedding invite just means money. You are spending money. Yeah, you're going to go, you're going to have to buy a gift, et cetera, et cetera. So it would really depend on just what was going on with me at that moment. I'd have to say probably not. I probably would not go. Uh, I'm a bad person. Uh, look, I celebrate your wedding. That's great. But I, I don't know. It would probably be a lot of effort. So for me, probably not. Um, what is interesting, though, is uh, did you know that 55% of out-of-town people who are invited to weddings often don't go? So what I want to say to you is if you feel pressure to go, I don't think anyone should ever feel any pressure to go to a wedding. To be honest with you, the bride and groom got a lot going on. They probably, if you don't show up, it's one less mouth to feed. It's not the end of the world. You're probably thinking, though, does this mean I am committed to a wedding gift if I have been invited and I don't go? Yeah. Technically, the the rules of etiquette say, yeah. No, 
Technically, I know you can argue, but they say technically, if you have been invited to a wedding, which is why I think people send out a lot of wedding invites, uh, you know, the oh. nice thing to do is to send a little Gosh. something to say. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. That's why, to be honest with you, I'm not getting married, but I'm kind of angry because I'm like, where's my, I turned 45, give me my bread maker present like where is yeah. nobody else you don't get a, you know a wedding you get just here's the start of your new life what if i want that celebration on my own anyway so uh and they say the rules of wedding gift if they are you know a side friend a friend that you sort of know <laughs> you're gonna lose your mind when you hear this 75 to 100 dollars or quid is what you should be giving. Yep. Fuck if they are a valued friend, 100 to 150 is uh, what they say you should be giving. But surely that depends on somebody's income, doesn't it? I mean, if you're rich, you can afford to spend a fortune. For some people, 50 quid's a lot of money. Of course it is. But they're just saying the rule of etiquette is you would do that. Now, to turn down... There are a lot of really nice ways to turn down going because a lot of people feel they need to justify not going. No, 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 no. You don't need to explain why. There are a lot of lovely ways that you can phrase not going to a wedding. Thank you for thinking of me. I would love to be there, but I can't. You can leave it at that. Uh, Oh, too bad for me. I'm going to miss all the fun. It's all in the phrasing, everyone. Just make it seem like it's going to be a great day. It's such a shame you're going to miss out on the celebration, which, I, look at. I don't mean to sound sarcastic. You might actually be upset that you're going to miss out on the big day. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, those are the main things. I would not go probably just because it is a financial commitment. Uh, a lot of people say you should send a gift that would be the same amount that you would spend if you were going to the wedding. I don't know. I think times are a little bit different. <laughs> things are changing so i think you're open to go you're open to not go just be delicate when you're turning down look maybe you could is there a friend that's going maybe you could share in a wedding gift with the person attending put the card from the both of you or something like that i think it is an individual thing but rules of etiquette say if you get invited you should send a little something i don't know if i necessarily agree with it but yeah, I what I hate is because when I'm because I'm single, always single, is when they just they don't give you a plus one because they assume that as you're single you don't need to bring somebody with you, and that really annoys me. And then you know I've had a bride say to me, well you know I look after you on the day. It's like you're not going to look after me on the day because you're you're getting married. So I have to, I have said no to weddings where they've just not. And I I realise it's a, it's an extra extra expense, but nobody would you know if they've got a friend who's married they never say don't bring the husband. It's just you coming along. Sure, Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. like, um, and then actually on both occasions, they said, oh, you can bring somebody. Because I just thought, you know, if I'm with a group of friends, that's fine. But if I don't really know anyone, and one of them was in Paris, I'm not going all the way to Paris to sit by no. myself at a wedding. Do you know what I mean? It's just... The other thing I've done if I've said no to a wedding is I will say, you know, I can't make it on that big date, but let's get together in the future and have a little, you know, I'd love to take you out for dinner or, you know, you two, or do some sort of celebratory thing to to celebrate them afterwards. Because that's what you're doing. You're just celebrating their love. You're happy for them. So you could always make plans to do something with them at another time. And if they're good people, they should take that. Um, what I thought was funny was a list of <laughs> gifts not to get people at a wedding. And these were common. So I'm just going to do a couple of quickies because I really got a kick out of these. Okay. Off registry items. A lot of people register, 
if they register, don't go off registry. Okay. They've registered for a reason. Um, a lot of people will say, we don't need gifts. We just, you know, if you want to contribute to a honeymoon, even better, just give them some cash. That's great. Uh, re-gifted items. I love that somebody has received a re-gifted item. What I love to imagine is that it was an item that the couple gave the person and they have re-gifted it back to them. Oh my God, that would make me laugh so hard at a wedding. Uh, (laughs) Any kind of baby-related gifts, uh, especially if they don't have one yet, don't be that jerk who's like, eh, baby's on the way. People do that. People do that. Um, <laughs> self-help or relationship books. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey. How about I've the just, name of a good uh, lawyer? Yeah, I've just, yeah. I've, exactly. I was just going to say that. I've just put in, I've just chipped in some money for this lawyer in case you guys uh, doesn't work out, you know. 50%. I mean, you're probably going to need a divorce later. Anyway, yeah, so someone's received self-help book or relationship books, loved it. And I agree with this. Corny, his and her, or her and her, and his and his kind of towels or those kind of, la- nah, nah, nah. We know they're married. We don't need to give them cups that label it. Um, and also the last thing, which I agree, home decor. Don't start giving them. We just thought you really like these pillows or this is going to suit. And I saw these gifts on multiple lists. So like people have done this. So those are gifts to not give. Don't give them relationship self-help books at the wedding. Fair enough. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Weddings are, um, if it's a really good friend, then yeah, I'm always happy to go to like a really close mate's wedding. Um, but if they're not a really close mate, I, uh, I, I just, especially this one, this was a last minute half. Okay. You can come now. Actually, I don't really. I mean, I've missed lots of very good friends, weddings, uh, sometimes because work comes in and I, I'm, I'm a dick and I prioritize work, but, um, but I have gone to weddings of people that I sort of know or they're friends of Chloe's and then I go and it's just, oh, it's like pulling teeth. You know, sometimes you go and then you have to wait hours before the first lot of champagne comes around. I'm like, let's grease this. The gr- You've got to grease the wheels or whatever the fuck this is. I can't do this sober, okay? I cannot talk to whoever. Yep. I don't know who this person is, but they're boring. Give me a drink. Um, and, and then I, I went to one wedding. We, it took ages for the booze to turn up because we had to wait for the bride and groom to have all these fucking photos of them taken. Do you, you know where these, they, they mm. go off and they have photographs taken. It's like, okay, well, they're going to have photographs. Now, I need to get pissed because I don't know anyone here. Um, and then, you know, the, then you have to do a sit-down dinner on a table full of people that you don't know. How do Ugh. you know the bride and groom? I don't really know the groom. How do you know the bride? Well, we used to work to get, oh, Jesus, shoot me in the face. What do you do? I'm a failed comedian. Why? Why are you asking? Um, you know, like stuff like that. We just think, oh, God, I can't do this. I just, if it's a mate, then great. I'm happy to go because I'll know other people there and it will feel like a party. Because that's the yeah. those are the best weddings, aren't they? When there's you're going and you know you'll probably bump into a group of people that are your friends, and you can have a laugh. But if you're going and you don't know anyone, ugh, and sometimes weddings mm-hmm. are dry. People forget to have fun at weddings. Oh yeah, because they're caught up in what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to behave and what a wedding is and. I mean, just like get the wedding, get the wedding out of the way quick. We do, I do, they do, they've done. Boom. Straight into the flipping. Right. Switch. Get the DJ on. There's a buffet. Eat what you like. Get pissed. We're dancing now until midnight. 
Boom, done. Uncle Big... Steve's doing the worm right now. Yeah, Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, That's Uncle, a wedding. Get Uncle Steve on the on the on the dance floor. And then at my friend's wedding, halfway through everyone having a good time, they did some quick speeches, like halfway through, like a couple of hours through after everyone was absolutely whammoed. Uh, a couple of mates came on and did the speeches. They were really funny because they were funny people. We all had a laugh. Then the speeches ended. Boom! Straight back on the dance floor, dancing to whatever there, some 80s. Um, it's always Michael Jackson. I don't know if we're still allowed to dance to him. But anyway, whatever. That's it. That's all I want from a wedding. I, yeah. I, and, and you know, the three of us aren't married, probably never will be. And people need to take that into consideration. They need to, like, wet. maybe we should have a never getting married wedding. Oh, my God, I would love that. Let's have a never getting married And then party. we can get some gifts. Let's register. I want to register. I'll be like, I'll register on Amazon. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just send me these things. <laughs> he, 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 that, here's the bread maker I want. I don't know. I don't, I don't want a bread maker, but I'm just going with whatever you said, Alison. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You don't need to go to a wedding if you don't want to go. And if someone hasn't invited you, fuck them. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Let's be honest, it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> Let's find out what we've been watching or listening or looking at or hearing. I've been watching on Amazon Prime Daisy Jones and the Six. 
which is brilliant. I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm having to stop myself from binge binge watching it. So it's set in the set, like 70s, and I, it's about a band. Uh, Daisy Jones is, is, is a female singer, and then she joins this band called The Six. And um, it's kind of, I think it's, I think it's basically, it gives you Fleetwood Mac vibes. So they, they make this hit album. It's, you know, it's, it's number one everywhere and they break up and it, it looks into how they've been breaking up. It's got a great soundtrack, um, like all, all classics, but also the songs that they are, are, as a band are singing are really great songs. Um, and um, these two, the main, the main guy from the six, Billy Dunn, who's played by Sam Clayton and Daisy Jones, who's Riley Keough, they don't get on. They, you know, there's obviously they they wind each other up the wrong way, but they do make great music together. And so it's it's all about this. And I have to say, Sam Clayton's a very good act, a very good actor. He's great. He, he can really play the part of a front man. Uh, Riley Keough, who I've never seen before, she's also great. Um, I don't know how realistic it is because when I watch when people I watch stand up people be playing stand ups comedians, I'm always like, oh, that's so unrealistic. So perhaps if you're a musician, you're going, oh yeah, that isn't how we do music. But it's a really believable story. Um, it's really interesting. It makes me really grateful that comics don't really have to work with other other artists. We just got we just got to worry about ourselves, really. Um, and it's it's really well done. The music and the tracks are great, and it also hits on some of the stuff that was going on, you know, the sexual uh, kind of um, way that women were, were exploited and stuff like that in the music industry. Um, I really really like it. I would recommend it definitely. I, I, it's one of the best things I've seen in a long long time. Okay, that's a real, really good recommendation, Maureen. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And also, uh, Amazon is easy to access. So, brilliant. And and it's it's all up there, isn't it? It's not... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all it's up there. Not... I haven't binged it, but yeah, all the episodes. I don't know if it, it's based on a book. So, I don't know if they're doing the second series or not, or if there's room for a second series. But it's... Uh, yeah, I am really, really enjoying it. And the music is fa- fantastic. Great. Great recommendation, Maureen Younger. So I've been uh, watching a comedy series on Netflix, which I've really enjoyed, and I've been recommending it to lots of people. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't actually received any positive feedback about my recommendation, actually, Alison and Maureen. In fact, even Maureen was like, yeah, I watched the first episode, couldn't get into it. Uh, basically, it's called Girls 5 Ever, and it's... Um, it's on Peacock. Well, it was originally, the first series was originally aired on Peacock, which I think is an American channel that is like the streaming channel for NBC, but is now on Netflix since they've re- released the second series. So it's now, you can get two series of it on Netflix. It's very much, if you enjoyed 30 Rock and you enjoyed um, Kimmy Schmidt, it's totally that vibe. It's 100% that vibe. It is about a, when a one-hit wonder girl group <laughs> called Girls 5 Ever... Which I think is hilarious. Because five um, is better than four. Because five's wanna be famous forever. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're a one-hit wonder girl group from the nineties, and um, w- one of their hits gets their, their one hit gets sampled by this rapper, right? And it goes viral. And so the members then have to reunite uh, to see if they can give their pop star dreams one more shot of of of, of stardom. And uh, it's it's really daft. But it's so fun and the cast are absolutely brilliant. I, I literally, Chloe and I are just laughing from the, from beginning to end. It's really right up my street. I think it's just my sense of humour. And I think it's produced 
or or executive produced by um, Tina Fey. It's got Tina Fey all over it, and I'm sure her husband does the music for it because it's got the same sort of music you get on Thirty Rock and and Kimmy Schmidt. And it stars um, Busy Phillips. It's got Paula Pell, who you might know from the movie Wine Country, and I think she's written for SNL. She's brilliant. Uh, It's got Renee Elise uh, Goldberry, who I think if you ever watched the movie, she was the original in the original cast for Hamilton. Um, she played Angelica in in Hamilton. Her voice is absolutely incredible, so she's fantastic in it. It's also got another, um, uh, a, um, a, I guess, West End style. Not West End. They don't call it Broadway. the West End. Do they? Anyway, Broadway. Thank you, Maureen. And her name is, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's Sarah Burrells Bar- Bar- or Bar- 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 Anyway, she's a songwriter and she's a singer and she's brilliant in it. Um, and there's, you know, there's, there's other sort of... Um, People that have got like sort of smaller parts are also excellent in it, but they're the main characters. There's also um, Ashley Park, who plays the fifth member who died um, swimming off the end of an infinity pool. Um, And (laughs) 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 And it's just so daft. It's so daft. It really is fun. And if you're just looking for something just to like, and and it's also a musical, so they do sing. They've, they've got songs and they do like music videos and they, they do performances on stage and they're hilarious. And all of them are such brilliant comedy actors that it's just fun to watch. And I, and, and it's really, because there's so many episodes, there's some hit and miss episodes, but I think it's glorious and I can highly recommend Girls Five Ever. And at a time when we just want to have like a little bit of escapism, this is the show for you. Girls Five Ever, get it on Netflix. So, Alison, let's talk about your horror recommendation. Yeah, let's go from something deep to some shallow trash, shall we, everyone? Yeah. So in the line of uh, a wedding invitation, there was a movie, and I actually forgot the name of it, so I'm so glad I looked it up and found it. It is called The Remaining, okay? Here's the breakdown, The Remaining. Friends gather at a wedding. But the celebration shattered by terrifying apocalyptic—I can't say it—apocalyptic, apocalyptic, apocalyptic. Thank you, events, which forced them to re-examine life and choices that they've made. Essentially, what happens is the traditional end of the world starts to happen at this wedding, like you know it says in the Bible, like all the Revelation stuff. And I love watching movies about this sort of thing because it's just me too. I mean, I went to. I grew up going to church. I read the Revelations. My mom would be like, oh, when the world ends. So when these things, when the movies try to depict it, I'm always like, oh, yeah. And it's wild. Like, it starts off this lovely, beautiful wedding. But what unfolds is you begin to see more of, like, what went on between the friends. Obviously, there's some affairs and some background stuff. Uh, But, like, it's sensational. I would almost say it's more of a... Yeah, it's a horror, but it's like thriller. There's not a lot of blood, gore. It's just like, go. It's like from the moment they realize the end of the world is happening, they're like running, running. But everyone's in the same case. So I think it is a fantastic, fantastic movie to go along with our problem because, hey, do you want your last day on earth to be at some wedding you didn't want to fucking go to? No. (laughs) So that is why I chose the remaining, everyone. Um, I think it actually gets good reviews. It's a quality film, good production. I highly recommend The Remaining. Great, Alison. It uh, got 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, but uh, only four out of 10 on IMDb. So, you know, it's... uh... (laughs) 
I mean, sixty percent is pretty good on Rotten Tomatoes as a horror film. Um, Thank you. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, still pretty bad reviews there, Alison. But that's what we're expecting and what we want from a horror film. We don't want this. Isn't what we're looking for. We're not looking for like high end cerebral anything. We just want some trash. That's what we're looking for. There's some monsters. Yeah. There's some big flaming balls of fire. Like, what else do you want? Yeah, uh, Anything good. that's sort of vague, vaguely biblical, I'm into it. That's that's my Catholic upbringing coming out. Alison, thank you for your recommendation, the remaining, uh, which you can stream, I believe, on It Doesn't Tell Me. So there we go. <laughs> it's on Prime. It's, uh, you know, look, we tell you where it is, but you're listening all over the world. I'm going to leave it up to you to find it. The remaining, you will find it. Google it. Exactly. Uh, thanks very yeah. much, Alison. That's a brilliant recommendation, as always. Um, if you are for all our horror fans, of which we know there are many, uh, and now it's over to Maureen uh, Younger, or should I call her Maureen Shorter Low? <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to be giving us a cultural corner? Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> Okay, we're doing a bit of culture. So, um, you know, I had this series in March about uh, women from history that people, some know, some people don't know about. Which is fantastic, um, yeah. So I'm just doing some films that are that feature these women that I talked about, some of them, obviously. <laughs> so the first one is about Mo Merlin, who was a British politician. Uh, I don't know, Alison, if you know her. She was a, a, one, a, a, one of the few politicians that people trusted. She was instrumental in the Good Friday Agreement. She was a like, no-nonsense woman, kind of banged everybody's heads together. And she also was suffering from ill health. She had a brain tumour, which she died from. Anyway, there's a film about it. It's on Channel 4. It stars Julie Walters, so that's a big plus. Julie Walters is Mo Molum. You can't go wrong. Uh, and it's a story about, about, about Mo Molum and, and worth watching and obviously free to watch if you're in Britain. Totally recommend it. The next two are very similar. Um, one is called Carve Her Name with Pride, which starred Virginia McKenna, who was a big star in Britain in the 50s. And she portrays Violet Sasper, who was in the SOE, which was um, a secret organisation that got parachuted into France. She got caught by the Nazis. And what you and she was a very brave woman. But what you, you get is that before the war, um, she's just like a shop assistant in Woolworths, this ordinary woman who then ends up doing these extraordinary things. And Virginia McKenna was very clear she didn't want her to be romanticised in any way. And there's a bit at the end where they wanted her, and I won't spoil it completely, but where they wanted her to smile and kind of do this kind of faux heroic stuff. And she went, no, I'm not doing that. It's actually a very good movie. In Britain, there were a lot of war movies in the 50s, usually about men. But this is one about a woman. And the other one is Adette, who played again by Anne... Anne Neagle, again, a very big star in Britain in the 50s. She plays Odette Sanson, who was another SOE agent who um, got caught um, by the Nazis and it discusses what, her, what happened to her. And you can get them on Amazon or you can see them on YouTube. And uh, next film is Hedy Lamarr, who was a big, big star. She was known as the most beautiful woman in the world. And, of course, then she, her looks as she got older... She found out that people didn't really want her anymore, but Hollywood didn't. And in her spare time, she was also a massive inventor. And she invented the technology which is behind Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. And she... Wow. Yeah, yeah. And she... Uh, incredible. Be- incredible, yeah. And she, I be- she originally was to stop uh, people from... Ja- it was to jam torpedoes or to stop jamming torpedoes. I can't remember which one it was. And I think she, g- she gave the patent to the American government because it was during the war. 
And so she never got any money from it, if, if I if I remember my, my history correctly, because she gave it to the government, you know, as, as a as a patriotic thing. But it, it but this is the te technology that was used for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and it was done by a Hollywood actress. I mean, you you couldn't. And she was also the first uh, actress to appear completely naked, who wasn't in a porn movie. So very interesting career, and she was Austrian as well. And the last one is Hidden Figures, which you can get on Prime Video. Sorry, and you can see Hedy Lamar on the Prime Video as well. Uh, Hidden Figures, and it's a story about... And again, this is an unbelievable story. It's about three African-American mathematician women who played a vital role in NASA going to the moon. And it's Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughan and Mary Jackson. And it's a, it's a really great movie. Uh, it's really worth watching. And I'd recommend it. It's all these women, these stories that you think... If somebody said it to you, I just wouldn't believe it. Because these these that the title says that they're hidden from history. You don't hear about these stories. So they're well worth watching, these films. Um, yeah, these are really important films to be watching, I think, especially for, well, for any woman, really, um, but especially for young women. Well, actually, for men as well, mm. for everyone, because I think mm -hmm. you're absolutely right, Maureen, like, you know, that 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 list of women that you have been um, posting on Instagram, which has been absolutely fascinating to read, is that all the heroism and all the achievements and all the, the plaudits have gone to men. But, you know... During the war, it wasn't just men sacrificing their lives. It was women were sacrificing mm. their lives. It wasn't just men in science. It's been women in science, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just men in literature. It's women in literature. And all of these women who have been forgotten, we, we mustn't forget them. We must, you know, their legacy is really important because also it's really important for us as a, as a you know, as women, but also as a society to, to, to acknowledge these achievements done by these women, um, albeit, you know, years after they, they've died, because otherwise we, we lose something, don't we? Don't you think? We just lose well, something. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what really annoyed me once. I remember going a tour of Drury Lane and they had a Nell, and they had character, actors playing characters and Nell Gwynn was very famous for Drury Lane. And they just portrayed her as this like, like cheap cockney orange cellar stroke whore. And actually, Nell Gwynn, I mean, she she was an orange seller. She was, a you know, a, one of the, the mistresses of Charles, Charles II. But she was also a really great actress. She's one of the first actresses in this country, actresses that hadn't existed in, until the 1660s. And it was her and Charles Hart, they did comedies together, Palladium, which kept the Palladium afloat. She was so popular and she was so good at what she did, she kept that theatre afloat. And you just think, this is the Palladium, and they're not mentioning that. All they're mentioning is the fact, portraying us as some cheap little cockney... Cockney, cheeky, you know, I want to see me oranges. And it was like, that's how women get dismissed. Do you know what I mean? She actually did achieve quite a lot, you know. And she was also a very popular mistress. She was, you know, she's very popular with the audience, with, with the public. She achieved quite a, you know, quite a deal. And, that, and I think that's it. People, women, women often get dismissed or their achievements are kind of minim, minimised. Um, so, yeah, that's why I was doing that series. Yeah. I love yeah. that because, Jen, you said uh, we mustn't forget these women, but forget forgetting let's even just acknowledge their existence to begin with. It's not even, like you said, they were dismissed before we even knew of them. So It's not that we're yeah. forgetting we don't get told about them. No, that's what that's, Alison's saying. It's, it's yeah. about just acknowledging that they exist before. It's not about forgetting them. We didn't know about them. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's really, that's a good point. But, yeah, it's it's that's a great um, list of women. And if you are interested, honestly, go and have a look at, at Maureen uh, Maureen's Instagram because it's I don't how many have, yeah it's really fascinating and I've really enjoyed reading about all of these women me too you've done one a day haven't you Maureen 
in March. Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Maureen, for your um, cultural corner. As always, that was really, really good. It's that time now, Jen. It's that time. You've introduced everyone else. We've chatted about all of our other things. We've gone. We've learned. We've shared. We've felt. What we want to do now is feel a little rage. So what the hell is getting your goat, Jen? Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And do you know who I blame? Society. <laughs> oh, God, me. I'm getting my goat. <laughs> it's you. It's me. Every now and again. Yeah, every now yeah, do, do. Feel, feel free. Let, no. Let, <laughs> let rip. Although, I'm worried. I keep telling you to get a flipping therapist so you can actually do that there. Um, but she won't. She won't do it. To the point where it's getting crazy where I if I have anything I will lose it I just can't hang on to a single thing I went and did a corporate last week and I had to take a separate bag as you do when you do a corporate to carry the clothes that you're going to wear on stage because you have to look smart and I've bloody well left it on the train so annoying but at Brighton Station, so I left it on the train at Brighton Station, so I contacted Lost Property immediately and I said, oh, listen, you know. And they were like, oh, well, we'll see what we can do. Um, anyway, they haven't, it hasn't come up, it hasn't found it. But I, I just think, I'm not sure who would nick it. I mean, it's just a bag full of, like a, you know, I mean, they, they are quite nice clothes, but they're like still somebody else's clothes. I don't know why anyone would want them. But anyway, I mean, maybe somebody did and they've nicked them, but it's just so annoying. I, I honestly can't go anywhere without leaving something behind. I've left, as we know, a laptop. Yeah, I left my laptop, laptop behind. I left my um, glasses. Uh, my glasses. Remember, remember last week we talked about how I left my glasses in Dublin and then just got them back, and now I have to pay ninety quid for them. Oh God! Uh, and now, then I left a pair of pajamas. The last time I was at a, a, a hotel, just randomly left my pajamas. Then what else have I left behind? I mean, I literally, uh, I haven't been in a hotel room and not left something behind. I left a charger behind, lost my charger. My favourite story of you leaving something behind was the bridesmaid's dress. Oh, yeah, but we've talked about that on here before, haven't we? But, yeah, I did do that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was going back 25 years, but, yeah, that's but that was, like, that was classic. I, that's That was the, of the of the norm. I'd always do that. And I and always have. That's not, that's never changed from then until now. But now it's every single time I go somewhere, I leave something behind and it's fucking annoying. I'm, I'm so, what is wrong with my brain that I can't hang on to anything? Uh, and also all of those clothes, I have very few corporate outfits, like very few, because I don't have very, I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on clothes. I really don't. Um, and I've got like very few pairs of shoes that I can wear because of my fucked up feet. And these really expensive boots have gone. Oh, nice. A really expensive jacket. A really expensive pair of trousers. Actually, now I, I'm. Do you know what? When I was going, why would anyone nick it? I totally <laughs> could see why someone would nick it. Really good stuff, actually, that they have it's actually, now. Actually, yeah. some really nice clothes in a bag. Oh, and all of my makeup as no, well. No, not your ma- makeup. Oh, it's such a disaster. I'm so angry. I'm so goated about my... I've really got my own goat. <laughs> I just have. Those are just things, though. Things come back. Just remember, as long as you return to the house with two children... Yes. You've done your part. God. Make sure they're yours. Yeah. Don't, and leave, don't children. leave your children and you've... behind. That's the, that's just... Don't leave my children behind at a no, corporate. Because they'd be like, firstly... <laughs> 
Firstly, why have you brought your kids to the Dorchester Hotel? And secondly... Do you want me to do that as a problem? How to stop forgetting things? Do you want me to do some research on on why that happens or how to... Are are we allowed to do our own problems? Because if we are, yes. Can we do that next week? I'm going to do it. I bet there's someone out there who has the same problem. I've left two really lovely cards. One at a gig and one on a train. I mean, it's easily done. I know, but yeah. you don't lose things, Maureen. If you, do, if anything, you're gaining things. We've talked about this. You're picking up other people's stuff. Are you sure your stuff isn't with Maureen? Yeah. Maybe she has your corporate clothes. Maybe there is a chance. Maureen, did you pick up my bag? <laughs> anyway, that's that. That's what's got my goat. But you know what? Karmically, maybe it will come back. There's still time. There's still time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. four days at Lost Properties. Have you been to the actual office? No, because I don't know what office. They don't tell you. They... It, it, you can only go to an office if it arrives there at the office because they give you, te- uh, like, there's six different stations in London it could end up at. Um. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know who to go to because um, they'll tell you which. I mean, I'm assuming Victoria. You definitely didn't, you left it on the train, definitely not on the tube. No, I definitely didn't. I leave it on a tube because I didn't get on a tube. I got on a, I got, I did this crazy thing morning where I got a cab. Yes, Because yeah. it was a tube strike. Yes, and I it's going better than Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.